This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuning in to the new TNN. It's the Survivor Series, the epitome of tag team competition as the immortal Hulk Hogan and the Earthquake tap into respective teams of the Big Boss Man and Dino Bravo. Joining up with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Haku, Tugboat, the Barbarian, the Hulkamaniacs versus the Natural Disasters. Team Captains, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, join up with Coco Beware and a mystery partner, along with the Anvil, Greg Amber Valentine, Bret Hart, the Honky Talk Man, the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. Team Captains, Nikolai Volkov and Sergeant Slaughter, join up with Tito Santana, Boris Lukov, Bushwhacker Butch, Sato, Bushwhacker Luke and Tanaka, Nipsey Alliance versus the Mercenaries. Jake the Snake Roberts and the model Rick Martell, captain and respective teams of the Superfly, the Warlord, Marty Gennetti, the Mighty Hercules, Shawn Michaels, Paul Roma, the Vipers versus the Visionaries. World Wrestling Federation champion, the Ultimate Warrior, and Mr. Perfect, lead team members, Texas Tornado, Crash, along with Animal, Axe, Hawk, Smash, it's the Warriors versus the Perfect Team. It's the Survivor Series! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the new TNN. It's Brightman, and I am Johnny C, and I'm not one to usually disagree with the Mr. Vince McMahon. So it seems like here today on Bright Man, we're going to be talking about the Thanksgiving night tradition, Survivor Series 1990. You know, it is November here in the real world, and so why not? I'm a big fan of Survivor Series concept. Uh, The execution in recent years has been a little underwhelming, but a good old-fashioned teams of four striving to survive. I mean, why not? It's a good time, and the classic Federation era is really when we're seeing the Survivor Series done right, and uh, I want to go back and relive it. So I hope you're excited to come along the journey here for the Survivor Series 1990. Of course, it's coming to us live from the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut, on Thanksgiving night in 1990. The intro, delivered by the concrete man himself, Mr. Vince McMahon, is absolutely legendary, and you've heard it. Although... I'm a little disappointed by the saxophone selection that was selected in the backdrop of the Survivor Series team announcements, but uh, I suppose I'll survive, but it just was a little not as good as it's been in the past. Now, we're welcomed to the Hartford Civic Center by Gorilla Monsoon, the one, the only, and unfortunately, his uh, sidekick for the evening is the rowdy one, Rowdy Roddy Piper, star of They Live. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Piper on commentary, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I won't throw him under the bus this early. It's his to lose, I suppose. Gorilla reminds us that aside from the five matches we heard announced up top, we've got a couple more surprises. The first one being the grand finale match of Survival, a concept that I love that I wish they would bring back. Uh, But now we're doing war games, so... Looks like it's uh, never going to happen again. Uh, He also mentions the Brontosaurus Rex egg that's going to be hatching this evening. Yay. Um, And it's big enough to feed an entire army. Well, fuck me sideways. Gorilla said the army, which of course brings Hot Rod into the forefront. Speaking of armies, first time in history, WWF compliments is sending the Survivor Series to the Armed Forces Network so all our guys and gals all over the world can check out Survivor Series. So, Mr. President Bush, you're there with our troops. Take that drumstick out of your mouth. Sit down and enjoy it. And now, Mr. President Saddam Hussein, I'm charging you double. We're going to make you pay through the nose. And then he does, like, some weird turkey nose motions. I've always remembered this. I always get this confused with uh, SummerSlam 90. Both known for a hot rod going into business for himself, uh, throwing shade at Saddam Hussein. Like, seriously, both stand-up intros to both shows involve him yelling at Saddam Hussein and then us moving on to the opening contest. This is the one where he does the turkey nose, obviously, because it's Thanksgiving. But uh, if you know what I'm talking about, I hope you can see it. In your head. Here comes the perfect team. 
led by Master Fuji. Now, they're all coming out to Mr. Perfect's theme song, which is totally fine, but I will admit it's weird to see Demolition coming out to the docile tones of They also don't have their masks on, which is a bit of a disappointment because it's like, in the opening intro, they're all masked and they look devious. And I feel like, you know, you really need to give Demolition a little more accoutrement since they're the entire team, basically. I don't know. They kind of just come out like they're here to job. Uh, Axe's hair is tremendous. It's not waxed down. He's just at the time period where he doesn't care. And I kind of love it. Now, Mr. Perfect, of course, accompanied by the one, the only, Bobby the Brain Heenan, he's no longer the Intercontinental Champion. But I actually think he is, question mark. A little bit of internet research confirms that, yes, the Texas Tornado lost the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Championship to Mr. Perfect a few days earlier on November 19th, but it won't air until December 15th. And it really breaks my heart to see the WWF falling victim to this sort of thing, which is absolutely something that only WCW should deal with. But here we are. And it's like, you know, I I know that information's not going to leak out to the public too much unless you're really looking for it. But I don't know. There's a certain air of credibility that the WWF always has in my little kid brain. And so, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in them. But who who cares, I guess? Well, I guess I care. But it doesn't really matter. Main Gene is in the back with the Ultimate Warriors. Uh, He tells them, according to the closed caption anyway, don't. Look, blast the perfect team. Uh, like putting them on blast. Oh, now I want to see the Ultimate Warrior rep battling with uh, Kurt Heading. I am the warrior. I'm here to say I don't care about you, perfect. You're really lame. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up so I can see. Uh. Anywho, the warrior is snarling the whole time his team is trying to cut a promo. Hawk says something. It doesn't matter. Tornado says, we've seen what Demolition Imperfect can do. Now it's time to see what we can do. And I have to say, the logic here is a little flawed. Because if the logic is that we've seen Mr. Perfect and Demolition wrestle in matches before, so we know what they're capable of, now it's your turn to see what we're capable of. Well, I mean, we've seen all of you guys wrestle before. Uh, you've got some gold around your waist, so hopefully you've once you, you've wrestled on television before. I just, I don't really know. However, cocaine is a hell of a drug, so I'm going to allow it. Animal reminds us we can be eliminated via submission. He doesn't mention count out disqualification or pinfall, but that's okay. He then says hi and promises not to let down, and I quote, the little warriors, the little tornadoes, and the little doomers. Can we bring back Doomer as an insult instead of Boomer? Like, okay, Boomer. Can we be like, okay, Doomer? The Ultimate Warrior then speaks. In the interest of fairness, I'm going to perform his promo, as I'm sure you assumed I would, but I'm going to perform it as an Englishman that is impatiently waiting for tea time to begin because I want to see if cutting through the bombastic performance of the Ultimate Warrior will help his words make sense. All right, here we go. Winning nothing can do goes to perfectness. I have asked all the skeletons. They have already made their sacrifice to follow me and these three wires. The Legion of Doom and the Texas Tornado into this battle, whether to walk farther than all the rest or to stay behind and make a sacrifice. It makes no difference, Mr. Perfect and Demolition, for us, the ultimate warrior, is around us in this force field. And we've become one. We've formed a bond like no other, and no one can break what we have created. There's no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. You, Mr. Perfect, and Demolition will not survive. Survey says the promo does not make sense. To cap it all off, Animal makes sure to point one finger downward, letting the Perfect team know where they are going, and we head back to the arena. Now, the Texas Tornadoes theme starts up, And I feel like he must have gotten lost on the way to the entrance because it takes for fucking ever. He's keyed up with on-screen text as Texas Tornado Kerry Von Erich. And then underneath, it should say WWF Intercontinental Champion. But the goddamn text box has been altered. It's like all black, so you can't see what's underneath. And it just says Intercontinental Champion. It's absurd because it's been altered to remove the initials WWF. It looks fucking cheap. Hence, it's standing out to me. 
Legion of Doom come out next, and they are already at the ring steps climbing before the oh, what a rush of their theme song is already over to shave a little time off this bad boy because Tornado got lost. Roddy Piper and Gorilla Monsoon are way too hyped up on commentary. They both say, what a rush, mimicking the Legion of Doom. Piper tells us all at home to sit down, eat our sandwiches, and let them do the talking. Well, Hot Rod, unfortunately, all I have are bologna sandwiches, because I'm with Helen Hart. Oh, Helen Hart making those bologna sandwiches. Oh, you gotta put a little mustard on there. Oh, but we ain't got no mustard, because the Hart family's poor. If you remember the famous WrestleMania 8 promo, here comes the Ultimate Warrior. I have to admit, I love his blowout. Gorilla's like, this place has come... Oh, that's Vince's voice. Gorilla's like, this place has come unglued. Piper steals from Bobby Heated and does the old, I can't hear you, Monsoon! But the bell rings, and here we go with the opening contest of the Survivor Series 1990. All of the combatants are in the ring. We're trying to figure out who's going to start this bad boy. The warrior is already breathing hard. Well, it looks like they're messing around, but there's a lot of thinking going on in there. Animal. Tackle. Smash. So it looks like these two are going to start it. Animal starts off hard. Fists of Fire and Fury on Smash. They have picked the subject. The subject of today's seminar will be Mr. Demolition One. Wait, what? All right. Thank you, Hot Rod. Animal puts his head down and Smash is in control early. Give me that boot, he yells. And Mr. Perfect and Crush put up their boots. And Animal kisses the boots. Mr. Perfect is in now, although he tags Smash back in right away. A big power slam by Animal. Mr. Perfect runs in and eats an atomic drop straight into the arms of Legion of Doomer Hawk. And it's Chaos Bonzo Gonzo here at the Survivor Series as everybody enters the ring. There's a really nice moment here. Texas Tornado faints the discus punch, and Mr. Perfect runs away right into an Ultimate Warrior clothesline. Looks like Tornado is now legally into this bad boy against Smash. Tornado gets caught in the wrong part of town, and Smash tags in his tag team partner, Jake Bullet. Tornado must have gotten his PhD, though, at this demolition seminar, because he unleashes the Dr. Claw. Tags in the Ultimate Warrior, Criss Cross. He must be sailing away, because a flying tackle and a big splash gets the 1-2-3 on Jake Bullet. The star of WWF WrestleFest, Crush, is in now and takes down the Ultimate Warrior. He then hits a big knee drop off the top rope. Damn, Crush, I didn't know you had wings. Piper acts like he doesn't know which member of Demolition was eliminated, and I kind of like that. The Warrior fights back and tags in Hawk. Mr. Perfect gets the tag as well. Hawk unleashes the neck hang. Shades of WCW Wrestling for the Nintendo Entertainment System. He then dives shoulder first into the post, and Mr. Perfect brings in Smash. Crush now hits a backbreaker, because Crush is in now. Mr. Perfect is back in, and punch, punch, punch on Hawk. Smash is in now. Uh, Quick tags by this Perfect team. I can't even keep up. Hawk falls forward with his leg wrapped around Smash. (laughs) Neither one of these guys really know what's to do, and it shows. Hawk's like, fuck it. I'm not selling my shoulder anymore, and uses the hurt shoulder to hit a big diving tackle. Roddy Piper shows he picked up the art of filmmaking when he was on the sets of some of his world-famous films, and yells, Tag! You're tired! Now what your motivation is here, Hawk, is you're in the Survivor Series, and you're really tired, so you need to make the tag. Hawk says, fuck you, Rowdy One, goes up top, and hits an unassisted doomsday device on Smash. Crush runs in to break up the pin. Animal runs in to defend his love of Hawk. And my god, these tag teams are just going crazy here at the Survivor Series. The referee tries to get Hawk to calm down. Hawk kicks the referee in the anus! Anus kick! Anus kick! Anus kick! The ref says, fuck you, Hawk, and calls for the bell. And it looks like Demo and the Doomers are out of here. A double DQ. Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning is all alone. Piper says, I'm writing it down. This is an ongoing thread throughout this entire show. Whenever someone gets eliminated, Piper threatens to write it down. And I will 
say, Piper, I'm with you, buddy, because I, too, was writing it down. Because who remembers the awesome Survivor Series 90 scorecard that was in the WWF magazine that came out before the Survivor Series where you could track column A and column B into the grand finale match of survival? Luckily, all the faces were on column A and all the heels were in column B. But what if they found a way to make the grand finale match of survival better and actually mean something? That sounds like a podcast that you could perhaps listen to on the North-South Connection Podcast Network entitled The Multiverse of Fabulous, starring Johnny C. Who is I? Hmm. Look for it on your favorite podcasting devices uh, later in the month, my good friends. But back to the new TNN. Warrior and Mr. Perfect are about to go one-on-one. But there's a problem. The Texas Tornado wants to be in this thing. The Ultimate Warrior calms down the Texas Tornado. For some reason, he puts the Texas Tornado in the claw. Tornado calms down and heads to the outside. Unbelievable. I don't understand this at all. It's just Warrior puts Tornado in the claw and and Tornado calms down. It's stupid and amazing. Icing on the cake to this crazy claw scenario is that Perfect wants Tornado so Warrior's just like, oh, okay, I'll tag the Texas Tornado. Big mistake, because Perfect charges Tornado as he climbs through the ropes. Uh, but Carrie Von Eric will have none of this and immediately hits the Texas Tornado discus punch. Whoa, 360 over the top and out of here! Mr. Perfect is trying to call timeout, but he gets tossed to the outside immediately after getting brought back in the hard way. He's up and down more than a toilet seat! Uh, Heenan tries to coach Mr. Perfect on the outside, but here comes the Ultimate Warrior and hits the double noggin knocker, unprovoked, assist, uh, assaulting a manager on the outside of the ring. He should be out of here, but he's not. To make matters worse, the Ultimate Warrior grabs Bobby the Braid Heaton, tosses him over the rail like a sack of potatoes. It's open season on weasels! That weasel got fixed! We ain't gonna have to worry about the offspring! Tornado, though, Kisses the same post of solid steel that Hawk did with his shoulder. Perfect hits a million dollar knee lift. A thumb to the eye. Works every time, adds Piper. Mr. Perfect has removed one of the covers to the turnbuckle. Tornado eats it. And now we're going to see a perfect plex for the one, two, three. Hmm. Sounds like we should have a new champion, Gorilla. But we don't because it's the Survivor Series. Piper, as soon as Tornado is eliminated, he's like, Okay, hold on! I need to write that one down! Ultimate Warrior runs in like a buffoon and gets rammed into the exposed steel shades of the Texas Tornado. Perfect Plex! One! Two! No! Perfect lifts up the Warrior, hits Dropkick and a Beauty! But only again gets a two. The Ultimate Warrior is on the floor, asking his gods, Is this my time? Mr. Perfect yells, clothesline. So, of course, the Ultimate Warrior gets clotheslined. The Warrior, however, decides, I need a break. He warriors up, hits three clotheslines, a flying shoulder tackle, and a big Ultimate Warrior splash. One, two, three. I lost my pencil! Yells Piper. <laughs> like, as soon as he smacks three, I lost my pencil! It's not Gorilla with, it's over, the champion moves on to the grand finale. It's, I lost my pencil. (laughs) Tremendous. Uh, But as I mentioned, the Warrior advances to the grand finale match of survival. But no time for this. Let's go to Sean Moody, who's in the back with the million dollar team. Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart lets us know he's excited. Sean Moody wants to know, where is the mystery partner? Ted lets us know he's here. And this will be a big, very big surprise. Coco beware. It's going to get stuffed and plucked like a bird here on Thanksgiving. The Hart Foundation will be on their way to the Heartbreak Hotel, and Dusty Rhodes will be begging and humbled on his knees because only the strong survive. Back in the arena, a merry cold dream. We need more cowbell, but here comes the uh, dream team. Dusty Rhodes has a windbreaker. It's kind of sweet. I got to admit it. Coco Beware does not have Frankie. And here come the Tag Team Champions, the Heart Foundation with their sweet coats, shades of sting, and of course the Anvil has his stupid little hat. Rowdy Piper brings up uh, Brett's brother Dean passing away the day before and dedicates the match to Dean for Brett. Sad. What could cheer us up? Some haka haka haki love! 
Oh, take a look at Boxcar! <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon refers to the hammer as Boxcar. Tremendous. Well, you know, Michael Jackson gets $2.50 an album. How much do Rillaman Blues get? Uh, here comes the main dollar man with his bodyguard and stooge, Virgil. He's going to make the big historic announcement. I have been trying for years to find the version of this thing where he says Kane, the Undertaker. If that's true, send it to me. I'm on Twitter at the Johnny C. I really, 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 really want to see it. Because I had this on tape, off pay-per-view, and I feel like he didn't say Kane because I would have remembered it because I'm that type of person. Is it true? Before he says The Undertaker, we do cut away from the ring so we can't see his mouth move if he did say Kane. So it's an easy transitional edit. Does he say Kane? Without further ado, I'll introduce to you now my mystery partner, led to the ring by his manager, Brother Love. Weighing in at 320 pounds from Death Valley, I give you Kane, the Undertaker. Holy cow! Look at the size of that ham hock! Check out those drumsticks, baby! I will say, the Undertaker here looks like a kidster. He's so young! And I love the shot of the dude in the audience with the double earrings of the trash stash, like staring at the Undertaker like, my god, he's huge. It's just classic. Taker already has his stoic look down. It's just tremendous and beautiful. He doesn't look friendly at all. Taker and Bret Hart start this thing, so history being made. Taker hits kind of a choke slam on Bret Hart. I mean, you've seen it. It's kind of a choke slam. Bret tags Invil, Anvil. Uh, the Renu is ineffective and immediately ta- gets a big scoop slam. Now, a blind tag to Coco Beware is made here, making his grand entrance into the Survivor Series. Coco bounces off the ropes. He runs. He leaps. He eats top rope and immediately gets a stiff early Undertaker tombstone. Oh, he just got nailed with a tombstone. What is it? I think it's a tombstone. Tremendous. Bye-bye, Birdie. Coco is out of here. Brett is immediately in and shows some fire. Uh, but The Undertaker makes an uninterested tag to Greg the Hammer Valentine. Now Dusty Rhodes is in, and it's a chop fight. Won by Dusty Rhodes. Anvil is in now. Quick strikes. Brett is in now. But Boxcar uses the knee, and the Hockey Tonk Man is tagged in. So many quick tags here. Hot Rod says, these teams gotta stick together like cranberry sauce. Honky Tonk Man hits the kitchen sink knee, and Brett is dangling in the ropes but he makes a blind tag to the anvil. Honky Tonk doesn't see it. And I got to say, really, really nice timing on Brett with the blind tag. I'll give the devil its due here. Nice move. The big Renu hits a power slam on the Honky Tonk Man. It's the Survivor Series, so that's enough for the one, two, three. Uh, Ted DiBiase runs in. Dusty gets tagged in. He hits 10 elbows in the corner. And a big drop kick. And it's a big drop kick because it's Dusty Rhodes. The Renu gets tagged in. Uh, a big double elbow on Ted. Uh, the Reno covers, but only gets two. Suplex and a beauty by the Reno gets two. Ted DiBiase is down and struggling, but the anvil gets tripped up by the bodyguard Virgil. Ted with a clothesline from his winter residence. It's the Survivor Series, so again, it gets the three count, and it's three on two. You know, outside the referee Shane Stevens really needs to get some glasses if he didn't see Virgil interfere on that one. Brett is now in with Ted DiBiase. Ted's begging off like he's Ric Flair. Dusty comes in and hits fists of plumbing and fury. Ted gets another clothesline and tags in the Mark Taker. Dusty's like, fuck this, and tags in Brett. Jimmy Hart on the megaphone screams, you better call 911 now, baby! Ha-ha! Brett is in the wrong side of town and getting choked out by the Taker. DiBiase comes in. Brett tries to get free, and he does! Dusty in with his arch nemesis, Ted DiBiase. But the Undertaker gets a blind tag. He heads up top and hits a ridiculously big double axe off the top to Dusty. One, two, three. Wow. Dusty getting jobbed out here like a bitch. Bret Hart is all alone, three on one. Come on, put your heart into it. Cheers on the hot rod. Brother Love is uh, hitting Dusty Rhodes on the outside with some fierce brother love kicks. 
but Dusty fights back like, uh-uh, you ain't gonna hit me, blah, blah, blah. uh-uh, Bruce Pritchett, if you will. Taker sees this, and he's not about to let his manager get hurt. So he pursues Dusty all the way to the back of the aisle. Shane McMahon, outside of the ring referee, is all like, oh, come on, dead man, you're getting P.O.'d. Undertaker kicks Dusty. Oh, man, nice suplex. Uh, brother love, the baby with back. Cheap count out here uh, for the Undertaker, and it's two on one. Hammer and Brett in there. Hammer goes for the figure four. Countered into a small package. One, two, three. Goodbye, boxcar. Now it's Hitman and Ted one on one. And the crowd is ravenous for Brett. There's no denying it. And Ted is selling like a madman for Bret Hart early. He gets an atomic drop to the outside. Brett hits a goddamn plancha to the outside. Look at that move! That's Gorilla's version of what a maneuver, I suppose. Ted eats the steps like it's nobody's business. Back inside, and fuck me sideways, they love them some Bret Hart here in Connecticut. Brett then gets tossed sternum first, as a Bret Hart is known to do, but it doesn't make the sound. What's going on here? Is this just a shitty version of this tape? Where's the sound? Mind-boggling. DiBiase's in control, but he puts his head down, and a backslide out of nowhere. One, two, no. Big bite by the crowd on that one. Irish whip, Ted goes down, Brett trips over him. Accident or intended, I don't know, but Brett makes it work. His knee is completely blown out. DiBiase plays to the crowd. No, he was playing possum! Roll up. One, two, no. Wow, they really bit on that one. Virgil is up. He gets a hold of Brett. No, Brett escapes. Schoolboy, one, two, no. Brett goes for the five moves of doom. He gets a two count off the elbow. Hits a crossbody, but Ted reverses. Holds the tights. One, two, three. Oh, a heartbreaker. DiBiase advances to the finale. Where's my pencil? Indeed, I will say this. Hell of an effort here by Brett. And a great look at what Bret Hart's capable of flying solo. You gotta wonder. I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself, but you gotta wonder why they went with Tito instead of Bret. Hmm. Would it have made sense to... I mean, because then you've got a tag champ with the champ and a Hogan. I mean, whew. Uh, But I got to give the devil his due, as I mentioned. Connecticut loves them some Hitman, and it goes to show why he would soon be the Intercontinental Champion of the Intercontinental. We then pivot to an interesting piece of information that probably clears up some of the questions we had about who's qualified for the grand finale match of Survival, because tomorrow night, the Ultimate Warrior defends his ultimate win and his championship against Ted DiBiase on the main event on NBC. So I guess that explains Ted winning. Mean Gene is in the back in a shower with the Vipers. Shawn Michaels is great during this interview because he's got this look on his face the entire time like, uh, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Damien apparently likes it wet. Jake with the promo. It's about survival. Both these men have survived the scars of time. Wait, what? The Rockers have survived the scars of time? Oh, he clears this up. They've survived Shawn Michaels' injury at the hands of Power and Glory at the SummerSlam. So I guess that explains that. Superfly is better than Stone, and he's got the scars of time written all over his face. Jake, of course, is recovering from being nearly blinded by the model Rick Martel, and uh, he would eventually get his vision back next week. Next week. We can't take the bandages off until next week. Uh, but he does have the white contact lens in his left eye. The Heartbreak Kid is also uninterested in uh, allowing himself to be a part of the big team chant at the end. And uh-oh, back in the arena, here come the Visionaries. Have you guys ever noticed that the model's theme song kind of sounds like, I'm every woman. Is it the best theme song ever in the World Wrestling Federation? I don't know, but it's up there. The model has his Yes, I Am a Model button. Power and Glory are with him, as well as the Warlord. Best team ever? I don't know, but the Visionaries might be the best team name of all time. Uh, There's no fat on the Warlord except between his ears. Here come their opponents, the Vippers. It's Jake the Snake Roberts, the Plymouth Rockers, 
according to uh, Piper, and the shoomy shoomy superfly uh, with boots. You think he ain't climbed a tree or two? He's the original guy that said the sky is falling. You think a coconut ever hit him in the head? Beautiful, Piper. Just beautiful. The bell rings, and this one is underway. It's Marty Chinetti and the Warlord starting things off. Look at that walrus! Cuckoo kachoob! Marty Jannetty outsmarts the Warlord early, but his kicks seem to have no effect. Throughout this entire matchup, Piper refers to Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels as the Rocker. You see, the Rocker's in there, and he's going against the Warlord. It doesn't matter who's in there. They're just the Rocker. (laughs) Shawn Michaels tags it. It takes the Warlord down, but he gets caught in the wrong part of town and goes uh, up against the bad guy team, and the model gets a hot tag in. Shawn Michaels gets hip-tossed, flips out of the hip-toss, lands on his feet, and hip-tosses the model. Fucking beautiful. Uh, He then hits a monkey flip on the model, gets him down, and Jake gets tagged in, and as soon as the model sees Jake, he scurries away and tags Romeo Roma. Now, Jake gets control of this bad boy and brings in the Superfly, and Snooka absolutely owns power and glory with strikes. But the Warlord comes back in, that walrus, and he takes control. Marty Jannetty finds himself back in the match, right where we started. Huh, that's true, Marty and the Warlord. Marty goes up top, but gets caught by the Warlord with a power slam for the one, two, three. Okay, get your pencil out, Gorilla! Now, he actually says that. But who did he cross off the list? Which rocker? Or did he just did he just cross the rocker and leave the S, indicating that one of them is still in? I digress, though. HBK runs in for vengeance, and my god, hits a Hurricane Rana on the Warlord. It gets, what a move, by a gorilla. Jake gets in now, and we get some big DDT chance. The snake is clearly in control, but then tags in Heartbreak? So Heartbreak could go for a cover? Strange, but the cover only gets two. Uh, Piper, at this point, is what I noticed. This is what I noticed, that he refuses to learn the name of the Rockers. And he just keeps saying, the Rocker! Oh, Romeo Roma's in now, and he's taking control, going after the Rocker! Sean becomes the babyface in peril when he takes a strike right to the Artuidal Pontipidus Metamorphicsness. You know, whatever the fuck Gorilla used to say. Uh, he does, Sean then sells for every visionary in big ways. Like, he takes a big 360 clothesline, big back body drop. Like, he just sells really well, as Sean Michaels is known to do, and it's fun to see. But he refuses to go down. In fact, every visionary tries to get the one, two, three, and they just can't. He's flamboyant, charismatic, and will not quit! Finally, the model rams HBK's shoulder no, wait, I'm sorry, that's not what happens. HBK gets up, the model runs at Shawn Michaels, Michaels moves, and the model is the one that rams his shoulder into the exact same post that every other person has rammed into this evening. Shawn tags in the Superfly, Superfly and model are going at it, Superfly goes up top, hits a big crossbody that the model reverses for the one, two, three. Who is producing this show? Between the post and the reversing of the crossbody blocks into pinfall scenarios. I mean, come on, man. <sighs> Anywho, Superfly's gone. So it's four on two. All of the visionaries taking on the Heartbreak Kid and uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake sees the models in there. Immediately comes in. Model immediately scurries out. And the big mighty Hercules comes in. Now, Jake, you have to recall is fighting with just one eye on the ball. And he has a hard time taking control of Hercules. He actually goes for the DDT, but Herc gets out of it. But the Heartbreak Kid's on the apron cheered him on. So, you know, it could happen. The model, however, gets in a cheap shot on the Snakester. Rowdy Piper actually yells, What a cheap ass! And then he apologizes to all the kidsters he may have offended. Legendary fourth horseman Romeo Roma gets tagged in now, misses a big maneuver off the top, and Jake hits the hot tag to the rocker. Okay, now it's time to rock and roll! The rocker goes up top with an elbow, shades of Shawn Michaels. He then hits an atomic drop, 
but Romeo falls into Hercules. Hercules makes a blind tag, sprints in, and takes Shawn Michaels down. What a series! I'm getting hot! I gotta take my jacket off! Come on, rocker! The egg is cracking! That is a real sentence, just so everyone's aware. And I'm starting to be aware that this match is starting to drag... A quick piece of internet research lets me know it is indeed the longest match on the card. Why is this match the longest match on the card? Of all the matches they could have chosen. The model gets tagged in. He kicks Shawn Michaels once and tags Hercules back in. Uh Uh-oh. Hercules puts Heartbreak up on the top rope. Tags Romeo. Uh, Romeo goes up top. Now you're going to see a goddamn powerplex. We do. One, two, three... And now the snake is all alone. Jake, I will say, does help the rocker exit the ring when he gets down on his knees and rolls Shawn Michaels out of the ring like a sack of potatoes. And here we go. The crowd wants Jake. Big time. Like, they're, they're really rallying for Jake here, and I appreciate that. Hercules is back in there with him. Piper's losing his voice, screaming for Jake. Hercules is in control. He tags in that big walrus, the warlord. Warlord gets Jake in a big bear hug, but there's some confusion on the outside as Jake starts to break free. The referee is distracted. Jake hits the DDT out of nowhere. The model runs in and sprays some arrogance onto Jake, but doesn't get him in the eye. The referee, of course, is out of position for all of this. Jake says, fuck you, Martel. He gets Damien, chases model to the back, but Warlord is the legal man. The referee issues a 10 count... And Jake's gone. The Visionaries are the first team in World Wrestling Federation Survivor Series history to go all the way. They've all qualified for the grand finale match of Survival. I'm everyone plays. And Johnny C is at peace. I love this song so goddamn much. Uh, We get a promo for the Royal Rumble! January 19th, 1991. It's a Saturday and there's no friends. Only foes. We go to the announce position and we see Gorilla and Piper enjoying the festivities here at the 1990 Survivor Series. Piper gets a towel, wipes off some sweat, and says, The Royal Rumble! Every dog face for himself! Let's go to Sean Mooney, who's in the back with Hulk Hogan's worst Survivor Series team of all time, the Hulkamaniacs, dude. It's Hulk Hogan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the big tugboat. And the big boss, man. You know, we've been surviving for a long time, little dude. There's four demandments. The four demandments to train in the prayers of vitamins and believe in yourself. They're going to make you survive, dude. You see, Axel dug in a 2x4 is a living weapon and a powerful new force. The tugboat's like the USS Missouri. And the boss man is laying down a law and order. The boss man says he wants Bobby. He pivots to tugboat. How about a tugboat? Tugboat. Says nothing of note. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan says, Ho! It's Turkey Day! And a 2x4's got some yellow ribbons on it because the military's in the Middle East! Hogan ends the interview by letting the President of the United States, Mr. Bush, know that uh, all of the Hulkamaniacs, if they win or lose, have all volunteered for military service. So what you gonna do, Saddam Hussein dude, when the 24-inch pythons and the Hulkamaniacs run wild on you? And now, we're back in the arena. Here come the natural disasters. Team Captain the Earthquake, called Baby Huey by Piper. Dito Bravo. Haku. And the Barbarian. Antlers and all. Gorilla brings up that so far, it's Warrior versus Five in the grand finale match of survival. Piper's pencil confirms this. And now... Here come the Hawkamaniacs. Out first is the Tugmaster, followed by a powerful new force. Their third teammate, Law and Order in the World Wrestling Federation. It's the big boss, man. He still hasn't found that antiperspirant is a real thing on this planet. And then, the moment. Oh, listen to them. They're gone bananas. It is indeed the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan. Who said Hawkamania was dead? Piper lets us know that this one ain't going to be no beauty contest. And you know what, Piper? I kind of agree. Is this the ugliest match in WWF history? It might just be. All right, the bell rings. Let's get this ugly match underway. It's Hacksaw and Haku starting things off. Hacksaw summons a USA chant. Shocker. There's a slugfest. 
Duggan outsmarts Haku as Haku misses a crossbody block off the middle rope again with another crossbody. Haku tags in the king of Marlboro Mountain, Dino Bravo. Uh, he hits Hacksaw once and then tags in the Barbarian. Barbarian takes a step forward and tags in Haku. <laughs> Why? But I do notice it's the Faces of Fear on the same team, so this could be cool. Uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan gets knocked into the corner, into the big boss man. A tag is made. Boss man unloads on Haku with fists of justice and order. Hits a quick boss man slam for the one, two, three. Well, so much for the Faces of Fear being in the same match. Uh, Barbarian runs in. Uh, boss man, however, is like the goddamn Flash out there. He's super fast running around. Bobby gets up on the apron to complain. Uh, boss man sees this, springs into action, and rams the brain into the top turnbuckle. Boss man turns around, gets a kick from Barbie. Barbie hits a big suplex. At this moment, folks, I get a nice shot of Hulk Hogan standing on the ring apron without his bandana on. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Hulkster has gotten himself a haircut. And I swear to you, it's... It's up there with the other worst Survivor Series hairstyle in the history of our sport. It's a goddamn bob. Hulk Hogan has a bob. Shades of Shawn Michaels at the Elimination Chamber. I don't know, guys. I'm willing to put these two against one another. And uh, Hogan might look worse. I don't know. But if you do nothing after listening to this show, do yourself a favor and just quickly look at Hulk Hogan's hair. My God in heaven. Duggan comes back in. He immediately yells, Ho! And then eats a little gut kick. But then counters with Old Glory Backdrop. Mr. Menthol, Dino Bravo, is tagged in. Earthquake comes in instead. Why not? Ah, why not? Who cares about the rules or match structure at this time? He ass rams Duggan. Duggan ducks a clothesline. Old Glory shoulder tackles. But they have no effect on the big, mighty Earthquake. Duggan bounces off the ropes. Jimmy Hart pulls down the ropes. Duggan goes flying over the Old Glory top rope. He grabs the board, runs into the ring. Old Glory 2x4 to the gut of the earthquake. And well, folks, that's a disqualification. Another shocker, Hacksaw Jim Duggan eliminated from a multi-person elimination match via a DQ. Hogan enters the fray and immediately goes after the earthquake. Everybody else runs in. Hogan takes them all down. Everyone eats a body slam. Earthquake still standing. Can he get the big guy? Don't do it, Hulk. You'll waste your energy. Yes! Hogan slams the earthquake. Okay, that's the first time I've been wrong since 54. The earthquake is in trouble, but manages to get a big power slam on the Hulkster. Hogan does his patented Hulk Hogan convulsing on the apron. Dino Bravo gets tagged in, drops some elbows, goes for the Dino Bravo stomp. Bravo then picks up Hogan, looking to inflict more damage. But Hogan, the cunning shyster that he is, cinches in a small package for the one, two, three. My God, Hulk Hogan with a small package on pay-per-view. I've seen everything now, folks. Hogan tags the boss man. Boss man and Quake are going at it. The boss man goes up top, goes for a crossbody, another one. Quake catches him, and in what is a pretty cool move, Earthquake has the boss man in his arms. Hogan runs in and pushes them both over. One, two, no. Boss man trying to get his arms around the Earthquake, trying to figure things out. Goes off the ropes. Barbarian hits a boot to the skull of the boss man. Uh, boss man gets elbowed twice on the ground by the earthquake. It's the Survivor Series, so that's enough for the one, two, three. And we're down to two on two. Hogan rushes in. Hawkster, the only one on his team. Hot Rod. Oh, he's still got Tugboat. Yeah, that's how I feel about Tugboat too, Gorilla. Hogan tries the body slam again, but nope. He rakes the eyes, goes again for the body slam, and this time the earthquake falls on him for a quick two count. The earthquake misses a big splash, and Hogan crawls to the corner. He makes the tag. It's tugging time. The natural disasters explode here at the Survivor Series 90. Earthquake into the ropes. Hogan pulls him out. Tugboat follows. Tugboat and Earthquake punch each other a bunch on the outside, and, well, they're both counted out. Tugboat, MVP of the Survivor Series. Uh, look, we're down to one-on-one. -on -one. It's the Barbarian and Hogan. 
uh, Barbarian plays with his food for a couple of minutes. He hits a pile driver. Uh, he goes up top and hits the big Tito Santana killing clothesline from WrestleMania 6. One, two, Hulk up. I mean, you know what happens. Big boot, big leg. One, two, three. Put it in the books. Get your pencil. Hogan advances to team with the ultimate warrior. He then gets some cheap shots in on Bobby and even tosses Bobby into the corner. And Bobby, God love him, does the flare flop. This poor guy. Uh, Hogan sees some fans at ringside have a big sheet that says Hulk rules. He goes to the outside, steals it, holds it up for everyone in Connecticut to see. He then wipes his sweat all over this sheet and tosses it back to the owner. My God. Warrior and Hogan are now slated and penciled in against Ted DiBiase and the Visionaries in the five-on-two grand finale match of survival with one match to go. Hogan's hair, once again, is awful. It's sweaty now and looks even worse. Hogan poses in Hartford, because Hogan must pose. We get another promo for the Royal Rumble, and then we toss to Mean Gene at the interview podium to speak with the Macho King, Randy Savage. As you would expect, Savage is carried to the ring on his royal chariot sort of device thing, but normally he's got a harem of jobbers with him. Uh, This go-around, he's got World Wrestling Federation officials, and they can barely keep him off the ground. Quite humorous. Uh, Randy Savage here is uh, dressed like a candy cane. I mean, I guess there is no Christmas show, so I will allow it. Macho King Randy Savage, you're a spectator tonight, a role you're not used to. However, I know you had turkey with all the trimmings, the mashed potatoes, the sweet potatoes. You don't know anything about the Macho King, Gene Okerlund. You're one of the biggest turkeys of all time. Long story short, the Macho King wants the gold here in the World Wrestling Federation. And that's why he sent the sensational Queen Sherry out to grovel to the Ultimate Warrior three times. Including the time she offered him a beige. Uh, Savage calls the Ultimate Warrior... The ultimate turkey, the ultimate chicken, and the ultimate loser in just one interview. He sees nothing special in the warrior. He is a special one. Gene's like, well, what's next for the macho man? Savage says after he gets the gold, he may retire. Wow. Already laying those seeds. So interesting. Uh, He says, dig it! And then he, of course, leaves. Now, he leaves to Pomp and Circumstance, and Pomp and Circumstance transitions to Stars and Stripes forever! Here comes Lex Luger! Oh, wait, no, it's it's not. It's a 300-pound Lithuanian. Nikolai Volkov! He leads Tito Santana to the ring for the next encounter. Piper with maybe the call of the night. The Russians, God bless them, they gave us Nikolai Volkov! Ah, and we gave him MTV at Two Live Crew. That's a fair exchange, huh? Uh, they lead the Bushwhackers as well. Up next, of course, the legendary Sergeant Slaughter drum interview. Uh, right before we transition to that, though, I see Nikolai Volkov do the Bushwhacker hand movements in the ring, and it's tremendous. Here comes the Alliance. So the interview starts at 1 hour, 38 minutes, and 43 seconds. Every word that Sergeant Slaughter says has a minimum of two extra syllables. It's insane. Tonight, the mercenaries had a beautiful, hot, delicious turkey dinner with all of the trimmings, without the smell of camel dung or sand in our pumpkin pie. He basically just mocks the fact that him and the mercenaries... Uh, had fucking, uh, what are they called? Had Thanksgiving dinner, and the troops overseas didn't get to have it. Uh, Gene is, of course, sickened by this and also sweating profusely. The interview ends at one hour, 42 minutes, and one second, so just about three and a half minutes of drumming for the live fans. Gene wipes all the spit off of his face, sends Slaughter on his way. Piper is furious at Sergeant Slaughter. What a pig! He got kicked out of the service! for saying Shazam too much. I think that's a gay joke. And to that I say, fuck you, Piper. I do not approve. Uh, The mercenaries here are, uh, of course, composed of Sergeant Slaughter leading the Orient Express and one Boris Zhukov. 
I'm here in this acoustic environment with Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zhukov. I'm Steve Allen. Oh, WrestleMania 6. I yearn for the the bell rings. So here we go. Butch and Boris to start this thing. Uh, Butch, being one half of the Bushwhackers, not a Pete Dunn. Luke interferes right away and pokes the eyes of Boris. They hit a double clothesline. Tito Santana is in. Flying forearm out of nowhere. Piper loses it. One, two, yes! All right, so now we're down to four on three. Sato in now. He ki- he hits a big kick. The Sutster. He's he's out of control here with sweet chip musics everywhere. Tanaka runs in. It's a super kick party, but Tito ducks. Butch is tagged in. He's a house of swamp gas. Luke in. They hit the battery ram. Sato is out of here. Tanaka misses a headbutt. Tito hits the flying forearm. One, two, yes! Two minutes and 13 seconds into this match. It is down to four on one. Nikolai in now. Big Lithuanian kick by the Volkster. He's the winner of the Freedom Award from the Boy Scouts. Slaughter takes him down and hits some big elbows. We get a loud USA chant for the Lithuanian, the Mexican, and the New Zealanders. Slaughter is in control for quite some time and hits a big Freedom drop kick. Then the Sergeant Slaughter snapmare, followed by patented win the WWF title with an elbow drop. Uh, elbow drop. The elbow drop, of course, is enough for the one, two, three on the large Lithuanian. All the Boy Scouts in the arena cry. Butch is in now. Piper on the call. All right, Butch! Tear him apart, baby! Illegal double team by the Whackers. They hit a double slam and a double clothesline. The crowd is double dead. Luke is a legal man now and goes up top. He jumps. Slaughter gets up the knees and Luke is convulsing. Slaughter picks him up and hits the big WrestleFest gut wrench suplex for the one, two, three. Butch once again charges in. Piper once again on the call. All right, Butch. Come on, Butcheroni. Piper loves him some Butch, I gotta tell you. Fists of sardines and saliva. But Slaughter fights back and hits the clothesline from Iraq. One, two, three. Six minutes and 53 seconds into this contest, we are down to Slots versus Teets. Now, Slaughter and Tito wrestle for about three minutes of action that I'm not going to recap. There's a ref bump. Tito hits the flying forearm out of nowhere. All right, Arriba! says Piper. General Adnan comes in and hits Tito with the flag. Slaughter locks in the camel clutch. The ref is up now and calls for the bell. Slaughter wins. No! It's a DQ! It's a DQ! Slaughter was DQ'd due to the Adnan interference and Tito has made it to the finals! Jesse the Body Ventura would be so proud. I knew you had it in you, Chico. Now you're going to the main event to take out that puke Hulk Hogan. Wait, you're on his team? I'm ashamed of you, Tito. You're not my friend anymore. We get to hear Tito's music. It's glorious. Slaughter celebrates to Tito's music because Tito leaves. It's quite humorous. (laughs) General Adnan takes his headdress and he unhooks it and covers his face with part of it because he's ashamed that they lost. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got a visual of it in my head. It's absolutely top-notch, on-the-fly thinking by the general. You should get a fucking medal just for that one. I am dead fucking serious. Oh, let's go to Sean Mooney in the back with the uh, Ted and the Visionaries. Now, DiBiase and the Visionaries are on the locker room set, the one with the payphone. Martel says, we had a vision, and we did it. The first time a whole team has survived. That's what you call unity, teamwork, and combine that all with the money, the resources, and the knowledge of the million dollar man. There's no stopping us. DiBiase has already paid them some money to incentivize them to survive again. Tito's good and everything, but he just survived and he's tired. At WrestleMania 6, Hogan and the Warrior tore each other apart, so there's no way that they could get along. <laughs> Let's go back to ringside. Gene Okerlin is in the egg position, and it is time. The incubation is all over. Wherever it came from, I'm sure it had to hurt. The egg cracks. Ho oh, ho, this cracks me up. Is it a dinosaur? A rabbit? Some balloons? Is it the Playmate of the Month? 
There's some light applause. Stand back! I think that egg is ready to blow! It blows. A rooster-esque figure emerges. Oh! Oh, there it is! <laughs> Piper is holding back laughter and just making noises on commentary. When this character is fully revealed, he says, Ha ha! I love it! Hartford, Connecticut says, what in the world is this? You got a pair of legs like my mother-in-law, pal. He, he, he takes the microphone to this creature. And the creature says, Don't tell me you're the gobbledygooker. You want me to what? In front of an audience like this. Some broke-ass chicken dance. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Are you a fucking cock Plays. Where's he taking him, Hot Rod? The gobbledygooker and Gene Okerlund head towards the ring. The gobbledygooker hops over the top rope. Look at the agility on the gooker! Oh, the kids are going nuts. They love him. Mean Gene is in the ring now. They're square dance fighting! Oh, it's a hoedown! Gobbledygooker hitting the ropes here! Gene then hits the ropes. He trips. He's okay. Gooker roll by the gobbledywood! Gene follows suit and rolls around the ring. Turn and burn, baby! Gooker gets the crowd going based on his athleticism. Oh, they didn't like him at first, but he won the heart of Hartford! The gooker is on the apron. Buckshot lariat by the gook! Er. And, uh, folks, uh, that is all. That is that. The gobbledygooker and Mean Gene leave to go fucking seal the deal with one another. I don't know. I, I don't know how to cover this segment. You all know what happens. It's the goddamn gobbledygooker. What do you want from me? Let's go to Sean Mooney in the back. For, ladies and gentlemen, what is perhaps one of the greatest interviews in wrestling history? It's Warrior, Hogan, and Tito Santana. Hogan starts, You know it's five on three, dude, but the Hawkster has always ruled, and I've never seen anything like the intensity of the Warrior. The Warrior bellows. And plus, me and the Ariba man have been around since day one. The, Ar- the Ariba man. Tito that speaks. This is what it's all about, baby! Grand finale! Million dollar man! The visionaries! You turkeys! We are here to survive, baby! The grand finale! Now, ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate warrior speaks and reveals the three greatest forces in World Wrestling Federation history. We have taken as many footsteps to get this far! The Hulkamaniacs that made a sacrifice, and the warriors that follow me, the fell like skeletons that made the sacrifices. They walk with us into this battle, and we take all of those that believe in one purpose to do combat with those that believe they are the greatest. You, power and glory, I remind you that we feed of such things. And you, Rick the Model Martel, no competition to the powers that we possess in Hulkamania, warrior wildness. And Arima Darche! Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Arima Darche! <laughs> I love this so goddamn much. Hogan is holding it a laugh, and Tito looks angry and embarrassed that he fucking said Arima Darche. Oh my god. Whew. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for this indulgence. Let's go back to the arena. Here come the visionaries. I'm every woman. The model leads power and glory and the warlord. Up next, money, 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 as Ted DiBiase and Virgil make their way. Piper believes that the heels here have the advantage because the visionaries are now a cohesive team. I'm wondering, would it have been cool if these guys actually formed a stable? Eh, I don't know. Maybe too ahead of its time. Maybe not. Real American hits, and fuck me sideways, Hogan's coming out first. All right, if you want. He has no shirt to rip, but he absolutely has a bandana on hiding that fucking quaff of his. God damn that hair. Hogan gets to the ring. He signals for the Arriva man. And here he comes. It's Tito Santana. Strike force. Strike, strike force? Strike force posed to explode at any moment. 
But you know what? They actually never touch, so whatever. Uh, I do love seeing Tito here. I always have, and I always will. I love Tito getting this rub. I really, really do. It's just... And you know what? Fuck it. The fact that he's immortalized, as Bede said, that he controls the power of Ariba Derche, I will take it, and I will take it to the grave. I want an Ariba Derche shirt with the Warrior and Hogan and Tito on it, and I want some sort of like power levels on the back where Warrior Wildness is like at 20%. Power of Hulkamania is at like 70%, and the power of Ariba Derche is at 100%, breaking the, the fucking bar graph. I want it now. Make it happen. And I only want a nickel of everyone sold. Tito can have the rest. All right, so uh, next comes out the Ultimate Warrior. He runs. He shakes the rope. He pivots his arms up and down, and he's out of oxygen. The bell rings, and we are underway. The first, only, ever grand finale match of survival... Let's make some fucking history. Tito and the Warlord start. Nice strategy by the babyfaces, having the uh, guy who just finished wrestling go first, but whatever. Flying forearm out of nowhere. One, two, three. Whoa! That wasn't upset! That wasn't upset! Four on three now in favor of the heels, and the Warlord, the Walrus, is out of here. Romeo Roma charges in, hits a big power slam, tags in DiBiase. DiBiase ducks the big flying forearm, and Irish whips Tito into the ropes and hits a very stiff-looking stun gun. One, kick out Tito. Two, do it for Ariba Derche! Three. Oh! Well, Ariba Derche, Tito. God love you. And that's Italian, by the way. That's the best part. It's not even Spanish. Anyway, Hogan charges in to do battle with the multi-million dollar man, dude. Uh, he has some teamwork with the Warrior. Warrior puts up his boot. Hercules charges in. The Mega Powers explode, I guess. Uh, Romeo tags in. Big Chops. Model tags in. Model and Hogan is a program I would watch, by the way. Uh, but the Model does nothing. Just like he's done this entire show and just tags right out. You know what? Fuck that. He's done a lot in this show. He's given us his theme music thrice. So thank you, Ricky Martel. Uh, let's see. I lost my spot. What happens next? Oh, yeah. The, every heel on, the, on this heel contingent gets in shots at Hogan. All right. Uh, Ted DiBiase gets the most time. Ted gets to do his falling fist drops. I fucking love those things. Hercules is in now. Puts Hogan in the corner, much like Baby. He tags Romeo. Powerplex coming up! Yes! They nailed it! One! Two! And, of course, Hogan kills the Powerplex by no-selling it and kicking out. Doing the Hulk up. He hits uh, Romeo Roma with the clothesline from Venice Beach. It's the Survivor Series, so that's enough for the one, two, three. Three on two now. The model is in trying to apply pressure. Hogan makes the tag. Warrior sort of stutter runs over to the model. He, like, hops his feet in the air and walks and runs at the same time. And then he beats his chest and hits a big back body drop. He has the audacity to punch the model in the face and then hits a face buster. Mm, you do not do that to a Ricky Martel. Hogan gets tagged in, hits the big boot, clotheslines the model through the middle ropes because the model couldn't get the right angle to go over the top. And you know what, guys? The model's had enough of this. He bails. He throws his hands in the air. I've had enough of this. I'm going to the back to finish the cranberry sauce. And uh, he gets counted out. So now it's uh, two on two. DiBiase's pissed. He's yelling at the model like, what about the money? He had a vision. I better get the hell out of here, says Piper. Hogan is all over DiBiase. Hogan's hair is making me want to puke. Hercules eats a fist. DiBiase eats a big boot and a leg drop. One, two, three. Well, it's just Herc now. Hercules gets power slammed by Hogan. Hogan tags the warrior. Warrior with the clothesline from parts unknown. Hits a shoulder tackle. Hits a big splash. Goes for the cover. Dave Hebner slides down to count. Hogan dives in the ring to count with Dave for some reason. One, two, yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hogan and Warrior win. They survive. They even toss the Slickster out of the ring egregiously, so I guess everyone can go home happy. Hogan and Warrior briefly, and I mean briefly, pose to the Warrior's music, which is fine because I don't want to see Hogan pose unless it's real American. Hogan is ready to go home and stuff Linda, <laughs> uh, but he holds the ropes open. For the ultimate warrior. The ultimate warrior says no and holds the ropes for Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan asks the crowd, 
Can I allow the warrior to hold the ropes for me? They signal, yes! And Hogan steps in between the ropes, and these two new allies head to the back to stuff Linda. How cool would it have been if the warrior would have just smacked Hogan in the skull with the belt while Hogan was stepping through the ropes? I mean, come on. That would have been awesome. What an angle to set up WrestleMania 7. But, you know, the people in 1990 who were of ticket-purchasing age couldn't get off their lazy asses to purchase tickets for the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum and thus were left with Slaughter and Hogan at Mania 7, and we wouldn't see Hogan and Warrior again until Halloween Havoc. Thank you very much for that one. But as it stands, the show comes to a close, and the grand finale fades away to just be a footnote in history. But you know what, guys? It's a very, very fun show. I mean, it really is. I would absolutely recommend throwing it on if you're looking to kill a few hours. I mean... It's only 2 hours and 21 minutes, for Pete's sake. I mean, that's kind of short. I mean, really short, especially for a Survivor Series. There's six matches, a bunch of interviews, and a dance segment. I don't know, just kind of surprising to me. But hey, speaking of killing time, the new TNN has over 100 episodes that can help you kill time whenever you're looking for something to listen to. But if you're looking for new stuff from the new TNN, don't forget to subscribe so you get notified whenever new content drops. And thanks for going on this little trip through nostalgia with me this go-around. Uh, this closes the latest edition of Bright Man Survivor Series 1990. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. We are Pop. And apparently, I'm also every woman. <laughs> <laughs>